Well, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Eric Spee. I'm the headmaster of Sharon Hills Christian School. And today we're going to be talking about College Prep 101 for Parents and Students. I recently shared this information at a parent seminar at our school, and I think it might be helpful for many of you who are considering college for the first time for your young child. Um, we have a lot of parents at our school that are new to our country, and therefore they don't know the way the United States system works. So for many of you, this could be very simplistic information, but for others, I hope this provides deep information that will help you prepare for this daunting and expensive thing called college. Now, I'm going to provide some general practical tips for college preparedness. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about evaluating your child and directing them properly. And ultimately, what can you do now to prepare your child for this, this big future decision? Let me start by addressing some myths. I, I once upon a time was a guidance counselor, and I still like to occasionally meet with upper school students and get them thinking about their futures. Um, so there's a few myths I like to address um, that are out there. Number one, there's this idea that everyone needs to go to college. And that is just not true. Um, it is great to go to college. I went to college. Um, it's a, my oldest son is in college right now. My other children plan to, but it's certainly not the only option for life. There are other great careers out there uh, that do not require college. Um, but if that's where the Lord leads you, that's great. Um, another myth that if you don't get into your number one choice, if you don't get into Harvard, um, your life is over. And that is just simply not true. Um, there are so many colleges out there with different um, offerings and uh, great things that really your number one choice it might be your number one choice. But ultimately, as Christians, we are going to end up where God wants us to be. Um, so um, don't stress about that. Make, you can have goals, uh, but don't stress about your number one choice. And don't get me started on Harvard, which right now is not exactly a very popular uh, place in Christian uh, circles for a lot of good reasons. Um, there's this other myth that there are great colleges and bad colleges. And although there's some truth to that, um, really the question we need to ask ourselves is what is the best college for my child? Uh, what is their ambitions, right? What are, what are they thinking about doing in the future? What's going to help them in their future further development as a um, Christian, as an adult? Um, how's it going to help their career aspirations? So Think about college in, in the way of what college is going to best fit our needs versus I've got to get into this reputable college. I have to get into this ultra competitive college. We want to kind of put that aside. Take that burden off of yourself. Another myth is that grades are the most important thing. Now, grades matter when you're going to college. Um, a lot of competitive colleges will not look at you if your GPA is not of a certain level. However, if you think good grades are all you need, that itself is a myth. Um, competitive colleges are looking for a lot of different things, and grades are just an, a significant but not only um, part of that picture. And finally, another myth would be uh, this idea that you have to go to a great undergraduate school to get into a great graduate school. Um, that is not necessarily true. Um, undergraduate, which is the first four years of your college, a lot of that, first two years, a lot of that is rehashing some high school classes and amongst other things until you get to your major. Um, but your graduate degree, if that's where the Lord leads, that can be at a totally different place. That could be at that number one choice college, perhaps. Maybe you don't get into the number one choice uh, for undergrad, but you're going to get your MBA there later after doing very well in your undergrad graduate degree. So just keep in mind that it's a process, okay? Now, uh, when I meet with students and start thinking 
with them. Walk, you know, what do you want to do with your life? We start walking through this process. There are some questions that we ask the child, uh, the student, or even their parents. Um, the first question I always, always ask, is there a specific career or program that you're interested in? Now, you're going to get a lot of responses when you ask your child that. I am frequently given the answer, Mr. Spee, I want to be a veterinarian. And that's sweet. And I ask them, why do you want to be a veterinarian? And they say, because I love animals. And then I respond, do you know what a veterinarian does with animals quite often? They put them to sleep. And so automatically the child, once they dry their tears, uh, decide that maybe they need to think of a plan B because being a veterinarian isn't um, necessarily where their heart is. Now, I'm not trying to be um, the negative Nancy, the person who's always trying to talk children out of things, but by giving them at an appropriate age a good idea of what these careers demand, it will help them make better career decisions. And by better career options, they will find a better college for them. So what career or um, are they looking at that may lead them to college right there. Also, what can you afford? Okay. What does this financially mean for our family? Debt is an interesting thing. Um, there are people who say debt is good, that debt can be okay with college. I, I, my personal opinion, I'm just one person. Um, I think you graduate with a lot of debt from law school or medical school. That makes sense because you're going to owe quarter of a million dollars, but your salary will eventually um, make up for that. I have known teachers who have graduated with $150,000 to $200,000 in debt only to be a Christian school teacher. By the way, Christian school teachers do not make that much money. So can you imagine graduating with that much debt and you're taking one of the lower paid careers out there? So the question is, can I pay off my debt? Is the debt worth it? Are there better college options out there so I can avoid a lot of debt or any at all? Just to be honest with you, um, I graduated with zero debt, but it did take me longer to earn my undergraduate degree um, because I was working at 1.3 jobs to pay for my college. Um, I was willing to make that trade-off. Um, it was great for me. And later when my wife and I were married, neither of us had college debt. It helped me in a career in ministry and in education because we weren't burdened down um, by debt. So um, I'm not saying uh, that you have to do uh, one thing or another, uh, but you have to be pragmatic in what is best for your situation and looking at your future career. So can you afford this college? There are affordable colleges out there. Parents, let me reassure you, there are solid colleges out there that you can afford if you look harder, um, look really hard for it. So um, don't be discouraged thinking it's always out of financial reach. You also, I always ask the question, is my child or your child staying local or going away to college? I work in South Florida. We have a lot of Latinos that there's just no way their little hijas, their little daughters are going to be allowed to leave the home. They are going to go to a local college and then they are going to stay with mommy and poppy until they get married. Um, listen, as someone who has a Latin daughter, I understand. I appreciate that concept. Um, selfishly, I would hate, I just, I'm terrified with the idea that she's going to leave our house someday. But we do have to ask what is best for the child. It's, do they need to learn the valuable lessons of being on their own? Is that good for them? Um, are they not ready to go away? And therefore, they need to stay home where mom and dad can be more involved in their life. That's a different conversation um, depending on your child. I have three children, and I have three different personalities between them. So you have to pray and seek wisdom 
and decide which one uh, is can leave and which one should stay. Should they all go? And I would also add this caveat, going away to college may actually be less expensive than staying local depending on the college that you choose, okay? And finally, parents, you got to ask yourself, how spiritually mature is your child? Because if they do go away to college, even if they stay local, there are temptations there. Um, state universities are going to teach a liberal doctrine that as Christians, we just flat out don't agree with the vast majority of the time. So is your child able to handle that? If they are able to handle that, can they handle the social scene? Can they handle the friends, the people that are around? Will they flee from danger and flee from poor choices by the, their peers? Or um, are they going to be tempted to um, participate? This varies from child to child. And it's super easy for us to be um, bubble parents and say they can never leave and we have to keep them forever. Um, but there is great value in saying, I trust you enough to send you off to college and pray a lot that you will make the right choices. Um, that was very difficult for my wife and I. Our oldest uh, is in college five hours away from us, um, and he's doing great. We're very happy, but at the same time, um, we have to take a lot on faith, You know, considering he's five hours away from us, um, and we have to pray that he makes the right choices. So far, he has. Um, so these are good questions that we should be asking ourselves. What career are they interested in? How uh, spiritually mature is their is your child? Can you afford college? And what? how much can you afford? And is staying local or going away the best option? Those are four questions that you definitely want to start with. Now, assuming you have something to jump off of here, you have a plan with your child, you have, you're starting that discussion. Okay, how is your student eligible for a college? How do they get in? And... How do they or how are they eligible for scholarships? Um, just a few things, and a lot of this is very obvious. Number one is grade point average, GPA, right? Um, how good are their grades? Um, there are two kinds of GPAs. There are the weighted and the unweighted GPA. A weighted GPA um, takes a look at all their classes. So PE, choir, for example, their electives. All of that is factored in, and an unweighted GPA only takes their grade point average for their core classes. Now here in Florida, we're blessed with um, a program called Bright Futures, which can pay a good portion towards a state college tuition. Uh, for it though, you need a certain GPA and test scores. Well, they only look at your unweighted GPA, for example, um, whereas a private Christian college and other colleges they, that are private, they're going to look more at your weighted GPA. So those two things matter. Know the difference when you're looking at your child's report card. Also a significant deal in your child's college acceptance is their SAT or ACT scores. Now, more and more colleges are becoming test optional. That's a good thing, I think. But in the end, SAT, ACT scores still do a lot of talking. They still determine a lot of scholarship opportunities, and they can make your child competitive enough to earn scholarships from many different colleges. So those really matter. If your child is uh, struggling with that, um, there are programs that can help. Khan Academy, K-H-A-N, partners with SAT and the college board, um, to the college board which makes the SAT test, and they can get together and you can, um, they plan things out and they provide programs. Khan Academy has free online resources 
that your child can do at home to improve their SAT scores. The CLT, or classical learning test, continues to grow and be used more and more um, in classical education, but also for just in general, um, many schools that are considering um, alternatives to the SAT, ACT. So the CLT is still growing. It's got a long way to go, but more and more that will become an alternative to those other two tests. Now, community service. At our school, like many schools, there's required community service hours. Um, although community service matters, what you do with your community service matters just as much. If you're looking for a competitive college, where you spend your community service matters. They don't want to just see you volunteering at a place. They want to see, did, are you a leader in um, helping in a cause or doing something in your local community that makes a difference for the people in that community? So they want to see you leading a charge, not just joining in um, sometimes with uh, volunteers, although it's great to volunteer. Um, the, the really competitive colleges want to see you leading the charge. You also need recommendation letters. Um, that's a really big deal. Get those from key teachers and administrators. And then finally, what else do you need to be eligible for a college or a scholarship? Your story. Colleges want to know your story. How has your life gone? What have you accomplished? And what is your family story? How does your story add to their story? They want to know, are you going to add to the history of this college? Uh, also, really the last but not least is personal maturity. We see in a lot of competitive universities, um, more and more students having to do interviews just to get into the college. One of our seniors just recently um, met uh, with a representative from Princeton University, Ivy League, um, and they're interviewing her. She has all the great academics and the test scores and all those great things, passed a bunch of AP exams, but they want to know, are you mature? Is this a young lady that's going to be able to handle the diverse college environment? Is she going to be so homesick that she goes home within the first week of school? Um, so this is what they're looking for in these interviews. They want to know that you didn't just specialize in grades and in book work, but that you have the personal maturity to be successful as a young adult on a college campus. Now, very quickly, there's different types of colleges, okay? The ultra competitive, like Harvard and the Ivy League, that's like under 10% to get into. Um, the competitive colleges, you know, I think of Notre Dame, University of uh, Michigan, you know, that can be between 30 and uh, under 30% to be accepted. Uh, state colleges, a lot of students go to state colleges. The money is reasonable, um, big class sizes, and it's a giant campus, but um, almost every state somewhere has a state college nearby, um, and there can be a lot of value in attending a state college. Private colleges, and by extension, Christian colleges, because Christian colleges are private colleges, um, they are very diverse. You really need to research each and every one of these options because no two are made alike. Okay, private colleges can be very, very expensive. Uh, the sticker price can be shocking, but oftentimes they will give the largest scholarships. So when you're dealing with a private college, a Christian college, rarely is that initial price something you're expected to pay. Otherwise, you would see how much it costs and turn right around and say, no, thank you. Um, but they give away a lot of, of scholarships. So just something to consider um, so you don't quickly dismiss a private or Christian college simply because of its initial price. Community college, you get what you pay for. It's the most affordable college out there. Um, the professors, some are good, some are not. Um, 
I remember I, I did attend a community college right here in Broward County, and my guidance counselors uh, never lasted more than six months. Um, so you did, I did get what I paid for. Um, it's not always great, but there were wonderful, wonderful opportunities there to still learn, get my degree. Um, here in Florida, we're blessed that if you have an associate's degree from a Florida community college, you can turn around and get accepted by any state college in the state. So um, University of Florida, for example, the Gators, are it's a very competitive college. It's very hard to get into the University of Florida. Um, it's around 30% acceptance rate, sometimes lower. But if you have an associate's degree from community college, University of Florida has got to take you. So there's some advantages to community college, particularly if you're looking for a state college that's ultra competitive but has a program you're really interested in. Maybe community college is an affordable and more um, efficient way to get into that college. So I, I do want to say quickly about private colleges and, and really and really, how do you pay for these schools? Because you look at the price and it's just it's just enormous. Um, just keep in mind that when it comes to private colleges and Christian colleges, a lot of times they will give you an actual financial offer. So my son went through the process last year and he was accepted to six or seven Christian colleges and they would send him a actual letter that broke down the price of the college, how much they were giving him in academic scholarships, additional scholarships, in some cases, um, federal aid and loans possibilities, and then his actual final price which is ultimately my wife's and my final price. So um, we could take that and actually use that to show the other colleges, hey, we got this offer from here. Um, maybe you need to bring your price down. And uh, we actually had colleges reduce their price to try to get my son because they saw what uh, he was offered from other colleges. That will not work in a state college or a community college, but occasionally in some private colleges that can be effective. Now, how do you pay for college? All right, parents, here's the big question, right? How do you pay for it? Well, first, compare the colleges and their prices. They're not all made the same. They're not all um, going to offer the same product, and they're not all going to charge the same. You can look at a very expensive uh, college. I'll give you an example, like a great Christian college. I, th I think of Covenant up in uh, Georgia. You know, you're, over, you're hovering around $50,000 a year. Um, now you'll probably get a scholarship. You're almost for certainly not going to pay that sticker price. But then you have um, Boyce College, which is out of Southern Seminary, where total tuition and room and board can be in the $20,000 range. So these do vary. Um, don't think that every private Christian college is financially out of reach. This is why you have to compare them. You have to go on the websites. You have to evaluate them. When you go on the web the internet and you see these colleges, look at their graduation rate. You want to see a really high percentage of students who have attended their college, stayed on through their senior year and actually graduated. If you see a 40, 50% graduation rate, that means there's a high attrition between being a freshman and being a senior. That's a problematic statistic. Okay. Now, sometimes the internet doesn't update very well. So it's good to reach out to the actual college and find out that actual number. But that's a really telling number as you're planning your child's potential future. When they are seniors in high school, they have to fill out the FAFSA. F-A-F-S-A is the acronym, and it's a federal aid application online. Um, and this makes you eligible for federal grants, which 
Grants are things you do not need to pay back, so like scholarships, but they also make you eligible for uh, low interest loans, which you do have to pay back. So FAFSA is an essential thing. Almost every college will insist that you fill out a FAFSA form your senior year. And as I mentioned in Florida, you have the bright futures, which can help with uh, tuition. Um, Florida prepaid is something else uh, we have in our state, although it certainly has changed a lot. So I would definitely research that. But wherever you are, there's such a thing as an educational savings account where you can put money away in a interest bearing um, account, uh, tax sheltered, and this money can only be used for your child's education. So this is a great thing to do when your child is young to start putting a little bit of money away into an account like this, and it will grow, 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 grow. So by the time you're ready, um, you'll have some money set aside for your child's education. That education savings account is not tied to a state or a particular uh, type of college. You can use that at your discretion. Definitely talk to your financial advisor and see if that's something that can work for your family. And again, apply for scholarships. There are so many scholarships out there. Apply and apply and apply some more. We have a graduate. Um, you've heard our uh, Kelly Hill, who's been a guest of the show many times. Her daughter, Rachel, continues to get scholarships. She's a junior in college, and she keeps applying for scholarships, and she keeps getting more and more money thrown at her. So never stop applying for those scholarships. $500 here, $1,000 there. It adds up. Um, so there are a lot of those things available on the internet. You just got to do your research and look for it. Very quickly, athletic scholarships. Um, parents, I say this with love. If you're listening to me over what, you know, your, this podcast, I say this with love. The odds of your child actually getting a college scholarship for athletics is incredibly low. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up. Um, college athletes uh, tend to have physical traits that college coaches are looking for. They will sometimes coach up skill, but they want certain physical traits. I say this as a coach of 30 years who has coached players to the college level. I've seen it myself. I would say very few can get real college scholarships at Division One, Division Two, NAIA. Um, it's very hard to get college scholarships for athletics. If you did get that athletic scholarship, you probably spent so much money on your travel and club team that you essentially almost paid the equivalent of what the college originally costs. Um, for some people, this is a great thing. But don't buy into this false narrative um, that your child is going to be a star athlete. Really get honest opinions from honest coaches. I have made a lot of parents unhappy over the years by being honest with them. Your child's probably not going to get a college scholarship. If you want to play ball, I can point out some colleges that are, where they can make the team and participate if sports are their priority over academics. But they're not going to get a scholarship. Um, I have had athletes that do go to Division One colleges for for. Um, athletics, but they were exceptional and they were a very small percentage. Um, so uh, really get honest assessments of your child and keep in mind that most coaches, wow, I'm going to really get myself in trouble here, but a lot of coaches lie. High school coaches want to lie to get you to stay in their program and make them look good. Travel coaches want to lie so that you keep paying them to train your child for a dream that may never come true. And the college coaches, well, they're the ones you can trust because they're only going to talk to you if they think they could actually use your child in their program. So athletics is a beautiful thing. I've been coaching 30 years. I love it. But um, be very cautious in thinking your child is going to be the next Michael Jordan. So finally, as parents, what can we do today to prepare our child? 
What can we do today to get them ready for this big life decision? First off, start having conversations with your child about their future. Um, doesn't matter how old they are. If they're little, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an astronaut. Great. That's awesome. You better you know, be good at math and get working at it. You can do it. Um, when they're little, let them dream. Let them think this, that they can do anything. That's a good thing. As they get older, it's good to narrow it down just a little bit, but have those conversations. Um, it's important, parents, that we don't steer them too hard because sometimes we push our children to live the life that we always wanted instead of letting them have the life that God intended for them. Um, so just keep that in mind in those conversations. Financially save if you can. That's a great way to prepare. Financially save, those educational um, savings accounts are a great idea. Teach your child appropriate independence. Okay, if your child has any hope of going away to college or at any point leaving your house, they should be doing their own laundry. Okay, they need to learn how to clean their room. And I'm talking about before middle school. Um, it's okay for them to do chores around the house. So um, teach your child appropriate independence. You'll thank me later. If you can, visit colleges, even on family vacations. Divert just for a few hours and go see whichever college is in the local area. Also, research colleges and begin a top 10 list. Your child may pick a college based on a dream of a career. They may love a football team. They may love the colors, whatever. Start that top 10 list and then start narrowing it down, um, especially as they get older. They're going to get locked and locked more into um, one or two of those top 10 schools. And parents, I am asking you to do the hardest thing. And that is realistically evaluate your child and consider their best path, not yours. What is best for them? Where do they need to be? Um, you know, that's, that's the hardest, one of the hardest things as a parent. And last point is while we're worrying about grades and test scores, care so much more about their Christian character. That's the most important thing because grades will get them to one place SAT, ACT, CLT scores will take them somewhere else. But in the end, where they are with Christ is what will last forever. And that's what matters the most. If we focus on that, the rest will usually take care of itself. So parents, in the end, teaching character, being Christ-like, it's what matters the most. Now, as I close, I'll, I'll tell you just a quick story. We had a plan. We had a dream. My wife and I and my son... Um, we had visited a college that we loved dearly. Matter of fact, all three of my children went. We toured this college. This was going to be the college for my oldest, and my other two said, we want to go too. It was a Christian college. It was a little far for us, two states away, but we really loved this place. This was where we felt God was leading us. Well, we got to my son's senior year, and he got accepted to this college, and he received a substantial financial package. It wasn't enough though. We couldn't afford the school with what he still had to pay. So we arranged to have a meeting with um, the financial advisor of the college. We were going to have a Zoom call and my wife and I and my son, we got dressed up. We got ready for the Zoom call and the counselor never showed up. Okay. We emailed her and she said, oh, I'm sorry. Let's do it tomorrow. We set up again for Zoom, got dressed up got ready for this big phone call, the Zoom call, and once again, the counselor didn't show up. At this point, I am so frustrated. Um, I start thinking, okay, this was our dream. What else is there? And 
all of a sudden a college popped into my mind that I remember visiting as a faculty member in a fine arts competition a decade ago. And I thought, what about this college? And I said to my son, what do you think of this? And he Googled it and said, I like it. Look, they've got a preview day coming up next week. And we signed up and I drove up there with uh, my oldest son and my, my second son joined us. And we toured the campus. We saw their chapel services. Um, we sat in classes. It was a much smaller college than we imagined, you know, much smaller than our dream college. But more and more, my son said, Dad, this is where I need to be. This is where God's leading me. And I tell you, it was such a God thing. Um, in the end, um, my son attended that college in Jacksonville, um, and he loves it. Okay, He is a TBC Eagle, and for him, it's the right place. He's so involved. He's involved in the athletic department. He's doing play-by-play for the baseball team and basketball teams. He loves it there. My point to the story is we had a dream of what we wanted uh, for our children, and God had a better plan than our dream. By just letting God lead it and figure things out, um, better things happened. Matter of fact, small little side note, that, that number one college we considered so hard, they came back and offered us 5000 additional dollars to change our mind and go there, which by then we were not going to do because we'd fallen in love with this other college. The guidance counselor who we had worked with for a long time, we, I saw him um, just a few months ago uh, at a college fair, and he said, yeah, I'm so sorry we lost you guys. Um, I actually left the department, and everything went wrong, and now I'm back in the department, and in the meantime, we lost your family. And I said, yes, you did lose my family, but God had a plan all along. And, and in his defense, his first words were, how's your son? Is he in the right place, and is he happy? And if he is, God is good, and it's okay. Um, but I say all this to say, my friends, we do all this due diligence. We push our children. We want this. We work hard. But in the end, God's got it. God's got it. Pray, do your due diligence, and understand that in the end, Christ is Lord of all, even your college future for your child. Well, thank you for joining us today for this really long episode on college prep. And I hope it's helpful. And until next time, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.